This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. Back with another episode of Flavoring Your Ear podcast, and today, as I always have special guests, I have Miss Francois here, and um, y'all, everybody here knows me. She doesn't know me, but she knows that. I was you all know that I, I I didn't use this word. I I study my guests before I bring them on this show. I don't stalk them. <laughs> I had to make that a point because she said, "Are you stalking me?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." But <laughs> I, <laughs> I look my guests up before I come in. Every, anyone with I, I, that I feel is a unique story or you know inspiration or anything like that, I always reach out to because that's what, why we do this podcast. You know, for us regular folks to go through regular experiences. No one's Hollywood. No one's you no know, rich and millionaires, but just to have good fun conversations. And she's really funny. I'm telling you, what she's really funny because she came off the rip joking, talking about my mic before we got on. So. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Francois, would you say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. I'm blessing you with my beautiful voice and my amazing, sexy accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. And she is from Trinidad and Tobago, correct? Trinidad and Tobago, yes. Tobago, I said Tobago. <laughs> See, I'm she. She gonna correct if I say something wrong. She gonna correct me. Believe that. So, <laughs> but yeah, she has a TV show and a podcast. Um. But today I just want to talk about her. I feel like uh, a lot of times as podcasters don't get a chance to tell our stories, our journeys and everything like that. Even if it's early on, you don't have to podcast for 10 or 20 years to be able to tell your story because she probably doesn't know. You know, I, I feel like, a story, you know, because everybody has a different journey. So today we're going to just chit, sit back and chat with her. Uh, I have some questions for, questions for her after conversation, but just some things that I was curious about that I know everyone out there listening probably will enjoy as well. So. Ms. Francois, just tell us a little bit about your background, how you grew up, you know, where, where the story began with this awesome, beautiful, vibrant woman. How were you, you know, how, how, did, how did the journey go, you know, you growing up or anything like that? So basically, I grew up in an island called Trinidad and Tobago. And like most Caribbean people, we come from strict background. It's church or school or school and church. You get to pick, right? So with that said, and my environment, we live in the bush. Some people say it's lush greenery, but in the last, in some people say behind God's back. So there's not that many people you, we don't, the only people you really con- in contact with is people from the church and people from your school. So mm. I was really a homebody. I was very shy. I was scared of men. I was scared of everybody. <laughs> right. And <laughs> again, strict <laughs> background. You call everybody auntie and uncle. And for me to transition from Trinidad and Tobago in my late teens to come here in New York where everything is big, everything is loud, everyone is fast. It was traumatic to say the least. It was scary. Mm. It, but again, most people come to America, especially New York, for opportunity. So that's how I even landed in this great place called America. Mm. Are you the only child? Oh, hell no. We Caribbean people, eh? they're making kids one after the other. When you poor, the only thing left to do is to have sex. So it's eight brothers and sisters all together. Think about um, it. Rich people don't have a lot of kids, do they now? That's because everyone's working. <laughs> no, you're not lying, though. It's the truth to you. That's, that's, that, is, that is true. You know, they're too busy working, so they're not having a lot of babies. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I, I, you said you, you grew up on the island, so I have to ask this question. So you know how to cook, right? You have to know how to cook, right? 
Hey, I tell everybody I can't. So when I meet a man, he don't want me to cook. Because when you when you meet somebody first and you start cooking, guess what? He's gonna expect food all the time, right? So when you tell people I can't cook, they don't expect much. So to everyone out there, I can't cook. <laughs> so that means she can cook, y'all. <laughs> so your journey to your journey to New York, like I, I I also have a similar background, a little bit. I'm not gonna say exactly like you, but I was raised in Chicago. Uh, at a young age, my mom sent me over to uh, overseas to Israel. Then I came okay. back. I came back to Chicago. So it was a culture shock for me because you leave somewhere as a kid, you know, a big city, life like that. Go to another culture that's like, I don't like to use the word third world because I think it's just different and it's just not. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. It's just different. But then you go back as an adult, like, you, you know, like go back into the world. You're like, whoa, you know, it's just a culture shock type of thing. No matter how you was raised, like you know, just like like New York, Chicago is fast paced and you know crime and this is a lot yeah. of different things. And people so- treat you also. People treat you so different. Like in Trinidad, they say our accents tend to be sing song and happy, and everyone is it's more slow paced and joyful. And then you come to New York, it's like you scared. You have to ask people when they're two blocks away to ask them for direction because everyone just push fast. No one has mm-hmm. time for you. It's like you're bothering everybody. So it was a lot. Yeah, so I can understand the transition. I definitely can uh, understand that from a personal standpoint. Like, even as an adult coming back, I was like 21 or so. So I was, a, you know, technically legally an adult, but <laughs> just adapting to new, you know, new environments, especially in the city, is uh, fairly difficult. So, you, so you came from the, from the islands. You came to New York. Um, how did your journey to? You know, so what did you start doing once you got to to New York? Uh, McDonald's, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But it's amazing, like even working there, I started in New Jersey and then I transitioned to New York, right? Mm-hmm. So I only live mm-hmm. in New Jersey for nine months. A lot of times people come to a foreign country and you come with family and stuff. And pe- what people don't understand for a lot of immigrants, when you come to a foreign country, your family or friend that you stay with, most of the time you don't have a positive story. So I didn't have like mm-hmm. a positive story. I was one mm-hmm. of those that everything started off good, but I would say it works better if someone knows that you're coming for a particular period of time and leaving, they treat mm-hmm. you nice. When they're not sure when you're leaving, they start to ask you for money. They find mm-hmm. you take, you have the lights on too long. They find you're wasting, you're on the phone. Everything is that like, becomes an issue and there was a lot of friction and I being very shy, I didn't know how to stand up for myself. So I had a lot of those situations that no, you can't even talk to me. You can't ask me nothing. I have an attitude all the time. Ooh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but it was hard. I was I had one of those stories where my family put my clothes out on the side of the street, didn't know where I was going, kind of stories. And now when mm. I look back, I honestly don't even know how I had the strength to go through some of those things. Because I think even though I'm grown now, if some of those things that happened to me in the past happened to me at this point in time, I don't think I would be able to maneuver that. But I get mm. I think God gives you certain things at certain times that you can handle it. Since I didn't know that much, I could only deal with that, those things at that point. Now that I know so much, I'll be like, I'm taking you to court. I'm going to find someone. <laughs> like, but I, I didn't know much. So I am somewhat grateful for those experiences because it made me who I am. People like to say not to have regrets, but let's be real. We all have regrets on which certain things didn't happen the way it did, but it did. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a better place for it. If no, if I was on the streets hungry and doing stuff I shouldn't be doing, then I wouldn't be too happy. But right, it right, turned out pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's good to you know see you smiling and happy and looking back on those dark moments and being able to say you know you didn't let those 
consume you. You know, that's that's always good. I feel like, like, like you said, I love your, your outlook on it, you know, your attitude about it, because we all have regrets whether we admit it or not. You know, we all have some things that happen. Yeah. That we probably didn't, didn't well, people happen. like to act like, oh, I have no regrets. I'm glad of who I am. I'm like, shut up. You yeah, know, after yeah. I, you take all this podcast, I'm going in my bed and cry. Right. No, 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 no. That's 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 really that's that's, that's real. That's yeah. real. You know, and um. I've matured enough to be able to admit those things. I had a point where I was like, oh, I'm never going to admit anything. You know, it's like they say, like, uh, one of those sayings, like, oh, men shouldn't cry. And a lot of men cry. They just don't, you know. Yeah, you got to be a man. King Kong, you got nothing on me. There you go. You're trying to go to the Oscars. You're trying to to go to the Oscars next. (laughs) So, so, you know, you came to New York and started working and everything like that. So where in between did you come to, you know, start doing, you know, hosting, you know, your relationship? focus talk show like how did you how did the passion come for that like where did, was it what, what happened like, Some, something what something I, made you do it you men man be stressing people uh, out oh it's no, your hold fault hold on okay <laughs> i like to say i i want to i say i take my pain and made in my purpose right because mm-hmm. i've been in relationships look i ain't no hoe but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when you're looking for love and because of some of this experience you had before you look for love or you look for acceptance in the wrong places i look for that in relationships with men or whatever but because of that you know i've had a lot of up and down relationships i'm still not married i don't have any kids my eggs are still fertile so i'm still good all right still i'm up there (laughs) (laughs) but because of all the the sadness i've had for my breakups and up all the up and down i needed a place to vent so when I even started, I started in something called Toastmasters.org, which is Toastmasters, an international where you international organization where you could do public speaking and teach you leadership skills. So I started there in maybe 20, 2014. And in 2016, I won the humorous competition in all of New York for a speech I basically call Steve Harvey Can't Find Me a Man. Right. And basically it all came from that. It's like you're going through all these different relationships and you know what you want and it just doesn't seem to work out. And let's be real. If you all could see me, you all know I'm fine as hell. Five, five, brown, eyes, caramel, complexion, total perfection. So it's obvious I'm not the issue. Right, Mark? Right? You're right. You're right. Exactly. I know. I have a great personality. I'm intelligent. I have a bunch of long education, all the stuff. I have everything going on. I have a little anger issue at times. But other than that, therapy could fix that. That's right. So I did Toastmasters. From there, I took that, because Toastmasters speeches are five to seven minutes. I took that speech and I made it a one-woman show of Broadway. And basically that show is called Frustrated and it go, takes me, takes people on a journey of some of the relationships I've been in and what caused it to end, right? But at the end of mm. that whole one hour thing is basically I have to love myself because I'm searching for love for in all the wrong places. And I'm someone, if you just give me an idea, I always follow through. Not like some people, I follow through. You just give me mm. one idea and I run with it. So from that one, one woman show the following year, this miss my friend he does like motivational speaking his name mm-hmm. is sherman brown he had came into my job i work in banking so he had i was sad that day and he said well what would you do if you could do anything and your money wasn't an issue and sometimes you think you don't think what you just say stuff so i said oh i'll have a show like carol burnett and he said who the hell is carol burnett 
And I was like, damn, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Carol Burnett is, look her up. Okay. She's still alive, people. <laughs> and she used to do sketches and stuff in like the, the late sixties and the seventies. So she had a comedic show with mm-hmm. a lot of different monologues. So I started my show. I took like classes and, and something called Bronx Net. And I started doing like a half an hour show. But the funny thing is I never wanted to be in front of TV. I thought I would be like in behind the scenes. I'm good at telling mm-hmm. people what to do, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. But certain things happen. God always comes in. Whoever couldn't make it on time and I end up being in front of the camera and I end up liking it. But the whole thing was based on relationship. And the first show I had my friend come in and she, her mm-hmm. husband had just cheated on her. She found her his mistress in the bathroom and it went from there. So I, oh. I, the show was supposed to be all about anger because I was angry at the time and the relationship I was in. And it was mm-hmm. my way to heal, but it ended up evolving into the Miss Francois show to empower all these words behind me that uh, the viewers can't see, authentic, funny. And it's just adding humor to help other people with their dysfunctional relationships. That's that's cool. So you use, I mean, you use bad, I mean, a, a bad situation to... Many to- bad situations. Yeah, I see. I was trying to be nice, <laughs> but you you all don't see. She does have like a, a banner behind her that says "authentic, funny, empowering, entertaining, relationship focused." So, as you can see, can see her energy. That's is she's not she's not faking it at all. Like she's really like this like gl- glowing right now. And um, I know I know a lot of people do go through breakups, right? And this is a, this is today is um a society where a lot of relationships are public. Um, so there are a lot more people that, you know, have eyes or have um, opinions on your relationship and things like yeah. that. So the same energy they have about when your relationship is going well, they they break up. People have, you know, their energy, too. And I'm not going to speak too much about this because I feel like it's been talked about way too much this week. But you're here now um, speaking on relationships in the public eye. Right. Uh, you have people like you know, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Right. You know, so. They, their relationship is on the plat on the, the the table for everybody to judge what they would have did about their relationship and things like that. So, with me saying that, how do you feel um, is the best way to deal with the with with the breakup? You know, because everybody's not going to deal with it in a positive way. And is it normal to just you know know that breakups will happen? Like, how did you? Because you used your experience to do something good, right? Some people may go left you know yeah some people might sit down eat all day get depressed get angry hate all men hate all women Mm -hmm. that's all normal (laughs) right so Mm -hmm. so so what do you what what do you say to to those out there you know when it comes to break breaking up like what's the best way to deal with those things you know that that you learned you know from that everybody's not gonna Right, because this is the first thing I say. One size doesn't fit all, right? I wrote mm-hmm. a book, like, basically let that effing man go. Five plus mm-hmm. steps to getting over a breakup. And I like to tell people, I can give you five steps. For me, out of the five steps, maybe I use most. I, we have all used all of them, and we have used different types of steps. For me, I have my personal steps that I've used out of the five. And I, I could only tell people from my experience. Because people always think you read one book. Oh, yes, this is what it's supposed to be. Steve Harvey, yes. Everybody is different. Your circumstances, experience is different. And my, I'll just, I could tell you out of the five plus steps, I could tell you at least three steps that I seems work for me. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is detach, right? Or I call it sometimes cleaning house. And it's literally that when you when you have a breakup, you have a lot of things belonging to a significant other. It could be pictures, it could be presents, ticket stubs. Especially women, we're emotional creatures. We're loving, we're sentimental. We have a bunch of things. 
But you can't be like, oh, I'm over that man. I don't need that man. And then you're crying every night because you're opening the album, the phone. You have a hundred pictures. You listen to the same song. So you're gonna have to find a way to detach. And the number one way to detach is you're gonna have to delete some of these things. I had literally like two big garbage bags from the huge teddy bears, from all the mm-hmm. presents. No, I didn't part with the TV and my phone. But I tell you what. <laughs> no, ladies, <laughs> even men. If you know if you're gonna look at that TV or that five hundred dollar phone and cry every time and think about that person, I suggest you at least sell it and make some money. But for me, I didn't. I didn't have no sentimental attachment to my TV or my phone, so I was fine. But all the other pictures and things, I got rid of them. I, I cried. I sold some stuff because I think you should benefit. You make sure you text him to come over and pick up some of the stuff in case he try to sue you. So don't hmm. don't say Miss France for did anything and don't cause no fires. But figure out a way to separate yourself from some of these things. Don't call him to call him. If you notice, I said text him because you know you woman, you'll call him and be like, why? I don't see why. Can't we? No, text him. Don't text back. Throw the stuff out. Detach yourself. That's one. Number two, mm-hmm. it has to do with we always need someone to confide in. Let's be real. When you break up, you either call your mother, your father, your friend. You're calling somebody, right? You're not going to call your parents so much because they're going to tell you that they told you so because you wasn't too smart because you didn't listen. Mm-hmm. But we tend to go to our friends. I try to remind people there's difference between your friend and your confidant. Everybody is your friend. Especially when I came to America, everyone says, I love you and your friend. Those are the same people that are glad it's not them and it's happy it's you going through the breakup. So mm-hmm. know what a confidant is. A confidant is someone that is there for you. They're just not affirmative words. They just listen. They're not trying to solve anything. Now, if you get on your phone with a friend, not a confidant, a friend is that, yeah, girl, we need to drive by the house. We need to stone him. Girl, you could do better. You know what? Put on the dress. We need to go out. We need to get you a new man. That is not a friend. Okay, mm. so I say know the difference between a friend and a confidant and confide in the right people because you might get mm-hmm. yourself in more trouble mm. right at the end of mm. the day. So that's number two. Mm-hmm. Number three is basically create because when we think a breakup, all we do is sit down and we, we go through the whole thing from beginning to end over and over. This is time wasting. Now, I am all for sitting in it for a moment in time, you know, sitting that hurt. But after three, four, five, six, seven, eight months, come on, you, that's time that yeah. you're never going to get back. So what back. I Exactly. What I tend mm-hmm. to do is create. And hence the Miss Francois show. I didn't sit. I sit in my pain for a minute and then I decided to create something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we even in relationship, we lose ourselves, especially as women. We always focus on the man goal. We're making sure the man have food. He's doing his thing. We supportive, all that stuff. That's cute. But then you forget you wanted to write a book. You forget you wanted to paint. You forget you wanted to start a business. So I say get back to the person you was put yourself first and start creating. The possibilities are always endless. And for me, that's my top three. That's, that's, I've never heard of that. I know, one. it's profound. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it really is because a lot of people can't, um, people don't learn from experiences. A lot of people don't learn from experience. Some people are in that shell shock, that, that shock factor where they just don't know how to, you know, how to analyze what you know, went on. So, like, the fact that you were able to put that in a, a, in terms that even I can understand because I'm not the most brightest tool in the box or sharpest tool in the box, but <laughs> I understood it and I, I really felt it. You know how you I know uh, how how you broke it down. So I really think everybody out there, you know, if if, if you didn't get all of it, um, please, you know, play that part back and listen to it again because I feel like that's a really 
an important uh those are important steps you know to be able to di- i think you can apply those uh, not just breakups you can apply those to a lot of things you know when you fail because mm-hmm. we all have failures and things like that or when things aren't going our way so it's not just specifically breakups but it's like life lessons you know like ways you can deal with things in life and that's the only way that you'll be able to deal with things healthily is if you, you know, learn new practices and learn how to do things a different way because you keep on doing the same things expecting di- different results you are foolish yeah, because so, people like to say it's insanity. I said, I told mm-hmm. someone, I said, have you ever looked at the word insanity? It's really should be called stupidity. Because mm-hmm. people just don't like to use that word. But if you actually even look up the meaning, it's stupidity. You're doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, insanity is more a mental problem. You don't really have a mental problem. Mm-hmm. You're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just and arrogant. You know, this is like a, a, a arrogant. Arrogance can be stupid too. So, yes. just, you spoke about your book, about you right. You know, you've written more than one book, right? Yeah, because I'm a superstar. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? So, okay, because I I want to write a book you know, in the future, but I'm just asking. So, of course, what was the process of you? What when did you decide you that you feel like you need to put your thoughts onto a pen or paper or type, however it was, and what propelled you to to how did you choose the name? Okay, so I'll say this. First of all, this is why you should be conscious of your network. All right, the people you surround yourself with, because I'm a part of a lot of different organizations. And I, my dad, since I was small, always tell me, make sure you're the dumbest one in the group. And a lot of times people like to be the smartest one in the group. And if you're the smartest one in the group, you're not learning anything. All right. So I am part of a lot of different organizations. And this particular organization that I was in, I met people along the way. And I had written like a, like a ebook, you know, like five pages about mm-hmm. Letting letting the man go, whatever the case might be. And she's like, oh, if you add your story to it, if you expand it on this. And she really encouraged me. She's called a solutionist. That's Brenda Warren. So I'm very grateful for that friendship. And it's a total stranger that inspired me. Because sometimes you have your friends with you 24 hours a day and they're not really adding anything to your life. You could keep them. Just don't hang out with them too often. But she was the main reason behind that book. And when I say let the effing man go, because I have symbols for effing, because I don't really curse that that much, to be honest. But I thought when you end a relationship, you don't go, oh, I'm glad I get over it. You're angry. So it was a way to vent in the title. Let that effing man go. Let that crazy, that disgusting, that evil, whatever you wanted to put to get that venting out. And at the bottom is just five plus ways to get an over a breakup just having you to have an emotional breakthrough that's, that's awesome that's a good that's a good way that you put it um so that was was that your first book that was the first that was, was that the first that book? was the second book the first book was called lights camera launch right basically using the me and team to kickstart mm-hmm. your own professional tv show and the reason I wrote that one, I am not good with English. I didn't like writing nothing. Again, your network is what matter. This girl from a different organization, Jasmine, me, she was coaching me to something because she was in another class, right? And I was a student. And we were talking about how frustrating it is that people don't realize how much things that goes behind me making a show. Because overall, my show is first was taped in a studio, which is going to continue to be taped after this whole COVID thing is totally over. Mm-hmm. But to just be in a studio, even to do it Zoom, from branding to social media to marketing, 
to monetizing is so much that goes into it and people always say oh there's no i in team and i'm like but it's me in team and you gotta start somewhere people are always gonna say they're gonna help you and when you start to put pen to paper no one is there and you have to start somewhere right so that's how that came up and because i was so frustrated she said if you're so frustrated and you know so much about it because you've been doing it for so long why not write a book about it mm-hmm. and then i told her that is the dumbest idea i've ever heard and after I told her that, <laughs> I spoke to my confidant, mm-hmm. <laughs> Quentin. And Quentin Mezzeton, he was the one that basically repeated everything I said. And he said, I don't see the problem. You know everything. Why not put it to paper? And and that's basically how it came about. Because if it was up to me, I would not write either. <laughs> <laughs> you never did it? <laughs> no, but that's why you need the right people around you to encourage you and to see your potential. Because sometimes we limit ourselves. We are our worst critic. This is this is true. That's why I think uh, a lot of younger people don't understand the company. It's a company that you keep really do, even if they're not telling you to do something stupid. They just really promote, you know, the birds of a feather. That's that's really a thing, right? Yeah. If you hang around, if you hang around with the people that's negative, you're never gonna. Yes. And like Jim Jim Rohn always says, that's where it came from. The five, you're the average of the five people you hang around. And I tell people they hear that, but they're not listening. When you hear something, you just hear it. But when you really listen, and if you was to take pen and paper and write down the five people you talk to, spend the most time with, you'll realize you are the average. If you're hanging around people drinking and not have no real goals, obviously you have no real goals also. You're the you're just average of the five. But I don't think people really value that statement and they never really evaluate their friends and their friendship. Damn, I'm smart. <laughs> you're so no, you really are, though. But that's that's really true. And I'm glad you were able to. That's something I started to do is write a book. And I, I'm, I commend you on following through and whoever motivates you to do so. Because, you know, we all have a lot of thoughts. But compiling those thoughts and putting them into a, you know, a publishing something is it's, it's a lot harder than what people think. And even what you said. Yes. Even what you said about branding, branding and marketing and things like that. Even with me with this podcast, everybody thinks podcasting is just, oh, I'm going to talk and I'm going to do this. No, well, at least me, for you know, example, I don't just do that because I feel like that's what separates me. Now, I'm not the top tier, but I am. Uh, uh, I'm far above the average. I would say that because, you know, I do everything the right way. I edit it. I look through it. You know, I make sure I don't just get anybody to talk about anything Um uh, you know, I try to market an email. I look up and study. You know, it's a lot that goes into something when you care about it and when you're trying to, you know, mm. trying to put, trying to put it out there. Because everybody just sees it for the monetization part. No one's. It's not a. It's not a get a get rich quick scheme. And that's not what it is. Definitely not. And you have to be consistent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the same thing with writing a book. You could have a hundred ideas, but if you're not actually following through on these ideas, because even someone told me they say most podcasts. Don't even last up to 12 episodes. They say if you could do at least 12 episodes, that means you go, you're going to stay in for the mm-hmm. long run. But And these days, especially since COVID, everyone started a podcast. But sometimes they just fall off and because they didn't know it had so much work and so much things. Just finding guests. Like you have to do the research. Just like mm-hmm. you said, the edited. It's so much that people go into and they just say, oh, we click on they talk about something. That's cool. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you have to love it enough to want to continue. You have to have something in it. Goodness, every other day I want to quit Miss France for sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm keeping it real. Okay, right? it's, it's, not- no, it's a lot that goes into it that people don't yes. see. They just see the finished product and like, you know, boom, you know, but it's so much that goes into just that that product that you produce and people just don't, like I tell people, I say, hey, you want to you wanna go through the process with me? You know, scheduling and 
you know, uh, topics and making sure because no one wants to, you don't want to, you don't want to present something to somebody. Well, at least I don't, you know, there's not a quality of my caliber, you know, because what we all bring our own unique characteristic to that's, you know, that's what people like, Oh, right. you know, and you bring your unique characteristics of you bring crap, you know, people going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm, and that's I'm, representing I'm, you. That's who mm-hmm. you are. You don't want it to be halfway and that mm-hmm. that's who you are. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you you spoke about the books you wrote. So, what are some of your favorite? Do you, are you a reader? Are you a book reader? Oh hell yeah! Okay. I was so proud of myself. I went twenty. I read twenty two books last year. So I'm really proud of myself. Believe me, I do the audibles. I do the hard copy. I do the Kindle, and with all the things I do, I'm shocked I'm able to still you know get my read on. But one one of my favorite books for last year was Limitless by Jim Quick, mm-hmm. and that's having to just use your brain. Basically, using your brain how it's supposed to be used. So mm-hmm. he had like lots of tricks and different things and how to remember things, how to study, how to remember. It was just so much things that you didn't realize that could be so simple mm-hmm. that you can use your brain for. Because how much time they say you only use a certain percentage of your brain, and this right. stuff is right. even better than a computer. And we know mm-hmm. how much things we do with a computer. So that was one of my favorite books. But I read a lot of like personal development stuff. I listen to a lot of motivational stuff from the uh-huh. the legends like Bob Proctor from the Jim Rohn, the Zig Ziglar, okay. the E.T. Okay. Hip Hop Preacher. So okay. I do a lot okay. of those things. It's always, I feel like you could always better yourself. Even though you think you know, you really don't know what you don't know. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You, you, she got some love. Oh, she's dropping all types of gems. <laughs> dropping knowledge. <laughs> that's, so that's interesting about the uh, book thing. So what? So you have a podcast as well, correct? So I just made my TV show into a podcast. That's what I did. So, so you so because instead of doing like the video live sit down, uh, like audience thing. So I do, I do both. So the Miss Ransom show is so this my Miss Ransom show is done in the studio typically. Mm-hmm. So if you watch any other older episodes before COVID, you'll see I have like a live studio audience. I'm talking to the audience. I have guests. I have the whole shebang. It's a beautiful studio art studio in the Bronx. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, but I made the transition that I have my own little mini studio here. That's why my lighting is on point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I don't do anything halfway. It's 120%. 100% is for the average person. So anyway, now that I transitioned to Zoom, so I still do the show through Zoom. Obviously, certain things had to change because I do have entertain entertainments and different things in my show that would transfer better in a live studio. But after I do the recording, it's still the same show. I do have it on YouTube. I have it on 22 Caribbean Country. I have it in the Northeast area and community channel. And then I just take the audio and add it as a podcast because i'm super intelligent yeah that's that's a good look that's really actually yeah you don't care i'm talking to you right now oh boy she's funny she she this is her for real too y'all tell y'all she just it just just come it just come natural but um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah with the whole so are you going to end up doing a video podcast or 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 is that just in place for the covid um till you get back into your studio so right now that's the Zoom, how I do it now with the show. That's only for now until I get back in the studio because I, I like the Zoom to a point because you get to talk to people all over the world. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing, the Zoom definitely thing. You can touch the ends of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And compared to a live studio, you know, most of people would be from New York because 
you know, it's only so far. The most furthest person I ever traveled, I think, was Pennsylvania, you know, mm-hmm. to come into the studio. Mm-hmm. But still, the studio for me, I like people. I like communication. I like yeah. talking to people. And it's nothing like human contact. I don't care what nobody say. All the Zoom stuff is great. But human beings being able to touch and hug somebody, it's it's amazing. Yeah, there's nothing can take the place of that. This is yeah, and you, you could feel the person better, you yeah. know. You, you feel the energy yeah. and you know, all yeah. all those things like that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so about your website, I saw this. Your website is actually laid out really, really well. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm working on that. I'm working on. It. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> your website is laid, laid out really, really well. Um, what are some some of the other things that they can find on your website um, outside of just the episodes that you have? Because I don't look I don't look at every tab. I look at just some of your previous episodes and shows and things like that. Um, what are some of the other things, or do you have anything that you will be adding to your website? So one of the things that I continue to work on is that I have a course based on a book called The Next Chapter, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be a, a virtual course on one of those platforms, the Thinkific platform. So I semi-launched it already, but I didn't like fully market it and stuff like that. So it's just being, because if some people are going to read the book, some people are going to read the book, some people are going to need more than the book. So in the course, besides me getting you through some of the chapters and going more in, in detail and helping you to basically get over breakup and try to get to that next chapter in your life because I feel like we get stuck I, I always try to tell people our life is a book but we get stuck in the same chapter and keep reading the same chapter and there's so much more to read so I'm helping you to get to the next chapter in your life and get over that breakup I'm gonna have be joined by other people that you know is an expert in their own realm the expert could be goal oriented the expert could be mind mindfulness or whatever their expert in their area is they all join me in different segments in this course and I help you to get to your next chapter. God knows I went to many chapters in my life, so you can do it too. Hey, woman with a vision. That's that's great. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Do you have any workshops, anything that you that you're gonna do, uh, courses, anything that you're gonna have in the future? Or is, or is that like so, a? Uh-huh. So like besides besides uh-huh. like the next chapter, which is a course, my other thing that I do personally, I do do speaking kicks. I just did my TEDx for the first time. So I'm proud of myself. I'm a TEDx speaker now. Everyone should be paying me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I did my first TEDx, so I'm super proud of that. And I do do like 15 minutes comedic monologue. So I I have done a tour in the past and as things continue to progress, hopefully I will have some shows in the coming future, like maybe the mid to end of summer. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So basically, I'm doing so much. I... I, if I get pregnant, I don't know. This child going to just be part of the act. That's the plan. That's the plan. Part of the act. You're going to have to slow down a little bit. You doing? Like- if Mary could do it, I could do it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, she that's had a help. Tall, that's a tall task. To, that's a tall glass to fill. I don't know. I don't know. So, Never uh, know. I'll surprise you. <laughs> so outside of the business part of, of your life, right? What are some of the things that you do just to enjoy yourself, to wind down, to have fun, you know, outside of all the hustle and bustle of work? Because I... I personally believe in work-life balance, and we are, uh, as people, we are uh, gravitated to work, and you can just work and work and work and work. And as I've gotten older, I've learned that you have to balance out and do things sometimes to kind of, you know, reset and kind of gather yourself together. So what are some of the things that you do in your spare time or free time when you got that five oh. or ten minutes or whatever it is to enjoy yourself? Well, my thing is I decide against weed and drinking because, honestly, that costs too much. But if mm. it was cheaper, I would do it. But in any case, for me, I'm an activity person. So, like, for example, tomorrow I'm going to Top Golf, which is basically like 
golf just mm. like bowling because sometimes i have to explain i'm like it's golf and indoor golf mm-hmm. i know i golf so that's something <laughs> i even learned to the end of 2022 how to golf because someone one of my mentors tell me about golf i was like black people don't golf but to my <laughs> knowledge, a lot of black people do golf but i i love golf i love tennis i do a lot of tennis classes into the spring into the summer i'm active like in the gym i haven't gone in like two three weeks but i had i was on vacation shit i used to that they use that excuse so i'm an activity person anything with activity i do spartan races that's like obstacle course jumping Mm. almost Mm. losing your life kind of kind of sports and Mm. i think i do those things because a lot of times when i was a kid i didn't get to do a lot of things because my Mm. mom was one of those people scared of everything scared Mm. for you to cross the world everything she was scared of so Mm. and i'm scared of heights so everything i'm scared of i have done i've jumped out of planes i'm gonna be jumping on a plane next month again but it's like pushing myself to the next limit challenging myself we'd have those things where you climb trees i'm the one climbing trees doing zip lining anything that scares the crap out of me i do it (laughs) better than me i'm 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 getting there but uh some of them things you sound like "Mm, yeah black people and you know what's amazing i think when you try it is it it gives you this like you feel like you could do, accomplish anything because when I did one of my first Spartan races, I was scared. You climbing on the barbed wire, you jumping, you picking up rocks on your back. I was scared to death. But when you make it to that finish line and jump over fire, okay, that didn't sound too. <laughs> <laughs> When you, when you see that fire and you're like, ah, they jump over it, you when you come out of that, you're like, ain't nobody could talk to me. At least <laughs> hey, right? I, I commend you on that. I mean, it's, it's definitely, and I think I think the reason why you're able to do it, uh, I think you conquered the mental game because uh, a lot of things, a lot of times that we hold back because of our thoughts, you know, uh, yeah. what you think might happen. And I think once you did it the first time, now you're like, I can do. I can do whatever. So that's pretty awesome. So my final question for you is to say what you do for fun. Um, this, the goal somewhat of this podcast well, it was my journey to start, you know, networking and uh, showing, uh, displaying to the world, awesome people who I, who I felt were awesome and doing positive things in the world to educate and, you know, inspire others. Uh, my plans in the future is to make a nonprofit organization. That's you know, a little later on in my life for, you know, uh, underprivileged or, you know, uh, people from poverty to be able to travel. Right. So every guest that I get on, I'm usually asked, Hey, okay. And it's not, it's not like you travel because you said vacation. I know you didn't go to New York. So I always get from my guests, uh, <laughs> one of their favorite places that they travel to, they recommend to someone else um, that you travel to. And, you know, maybe one or two things you did that made it, you know, made it one of your favorite places to go because the goal here is to plant the seed to people to show people, you know, that like us, we can travel and the travel is healthy and that, you know, seeing other cultures and things like that, you know, is, is a good thing. Okay. So this is what I, I, I literally was talking to someone today about this because, you know, people don't realize a lot of people, especially when you you know live in a big city like New York, you think New York is a beginning and the end all of everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to tell people because I don't date anyone if you don't have a passport because mm-hmm. nothing's wrong if mm-hmm. you don't have a passport. But for people that I want to be around, right, I want to learn from. I want people that are more cultured, people that experience other things. So I've been to a few places. One of my favorite places, I've been to a lot of Caribbean country and each one is a little different in its own way, but I'm from Trinidad. So it's not that, oh my God, it's mm-hmm. water, land, and you have an accent. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But I like history. So I've been to Slovenia like twice. I had a pen pal there since I was 14. Isabella, she's amazing. And I went there and what I loved about it is the history of 
of their culture like you go to these caves that's so like we think here is a hundred years old when you hear two three hundred years old you're like wow so i think it's the history i love like i think it's called lake bleed bleed led you bled so like going to certain lakes and just being the only black person i seen there when i was walking around Mm. (laughs) and when you're the only black they treat you real good (laughs) (laughs) but just being around people of different cultures like where they live like their house they the backyard they grow all their vegetables and everything and it tastes Mm. so different from in america because you know we americans are known to add a lot of stuff in our things it's proven i'm not making up stuff people don't be hating on the trinidadian but it's just like i tell someone even the houses they made differently even the air when you get there it smells differently being somewhere where they drive a different side of the street it's just a different experience you see things differently how people greet you is different here in a different language like growing up watching tv here in like her father is from German, Germany or whatever. When you grow up, you hear people ask anything. Oh my God, they're coming to kill us because that's what you know from TV. But being around certain people and their family, whatever we see on TV, it's, it's not the world. You know, you have to experience it for yourself and get your own perspective on things. So Sylvania is definitely a great place. I mean, I've been to England and all that's nice. <laughs> you mm. know, but Slovenia definitely stand out because of its history. That's so awesome because I'm in Italy and I'm an hour away from Slovenia and uh, I drove through there and I, I went there before too and that's so cool that's so awesome that you named that because I, I thought it was I saw the cage and stuff like that too yes and yeah because yeah, I, I was going to Croatia you know Croatia and Slovenia like, right yes right they keep telling me the next time I come they always go there on vacation and they want to take me but COVID and stuff happened but I told them by next yeah. year I'm going to make another visit because I you know yeah. I, they, I, I like being part of the family they, they're wonderful people that's cool, cool. I, I don't know you can be kind of critical of it because you're from, you're from the island so I mean the thing that I liked about Croatia the water was just beautiful and stuff like that but I'm someone who I've I've been in Europe now but I want to go to the islands uh, per se you know that's my that's my one of my personal things to go to so okay my last question for you what island would you recommend me to go to you know because I'm trying to get you know I'm building my bucket list of places because I want to go to everywhere I'm going to be kind of biased because it's Trinidad but I'll say this it's Trinidad and Tobago so I'll say this Trinidad is great but to me and this is my personal thing Trinidad is a mini New York we're rich with a lot of businesses tall buildings and all that stuff but I would say if you go you would go to Tobago so Trinidad and Tobago it's two islands Tobago is amazing Tobago it's relaxing and beside the beaches and the typical Caribbean thing, one of the things that they have there that a lot lot of other islands don't have is something called an island pool. And it's where you take one of these glass boats besides seeing all the corals and all these different things, when they, they're gonna take you out into the ocean. And typically when you go out in the ocean, you would think it's high waters, but they're gonna let you out in this place called an island pool. And you're basically in the middle of the ocean where you could come out and walk in the ocean and the water is basically waste level and the sand is like white sand they claim if you bathe in the sand or bathe in the special because a mixture of corals and all these things you become 10 years younger maybe this is why i look that amazing because i've been there <laughs> but but it, it's beautiful and it i think i appreciate my country even more being that i left there at a young age so one in the early days when i used to go back i used to go you know basically i was a tourist 
Mm-hmm. You know, like if you go to Trinidad, you'll hear about down the islands where you go to this particular place, a little boat takes you out to a little island where you could bathe and stuff. But one thing about Trinidad and Tobago, and especially since I just came back from Trinidad two days ago, and it always surprised me, even though I'm Trinidadian, is the friendliness of the people. You could go down the islands, you could go to Tobago, someone's going to share your food, they want food, like they're feeding you, they're helping you with something. So it's a friendliness for me, but Tobago is definitely somewhere you should visit. Sounds good. I that will be five hundred US dollars, please. Uh, I don't know. I got some. Because I'm your travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mindset coach. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, that is man. You gave a lot. Uh, this is a great time. You are such a joy to have. Uh, Damn right. Right, that's a good thing. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to release this one. This is gonna be funny when I release it. I tell you, I, I thank you so much for you're welcome, sir. Um, making making your time available. Uh, you definitely live. I definitely love your personality. I wish you well and everything that you do. Uh, I love the fact that you know I w- I want to promote more people that you know actually are doing things and genuinely I, I can just feel the genuineness from when you you know from when you speak and that's oh, see, authentic that's, i can't even help it i used to get in trouble before <laughs> i was too honest and too free and i'm like oh, uh, no, 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 no 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 be yourself and that's one thing with me you know sometimes i get in trouble for it, sometimes i you know i'm, I'm fine but you got to be yourself and then whatever you sleep good you sleep sleep well at night knowing that you were yourself it's a, a, a different type of sleep you know, it's, it's, it's a, really restful. So, uh, so you get a lot of rest when you sleep well, like that, knowing <laughs> you, yourself. So, uh, thank you so much for for, for, for making some time. Uh, I want everybody to go out and uh, look at her show, whether it's podcast or when her show gets back. Um, do you have any merchandise at all? Or are you still working on that part? I just have the the books. Basically, is the only merchandise okay. and the course that I'm on the shop area okay. of the website. Okay, so for future reference, I'm going. I'm about to put you. I'm about to put you in the spot right here too. So future, <laughs> so future reference, because I I don't have merchandise yet either. I'm something I'm working on, but I want to make a t-shirt and I want to start swapping t-shirts with the people in my network circle. So because you got on the show, you're going to be in my network circle now. So <laughs> this is in the future, of course. You know, I would like to. You know, whatever. If you have a business card, a logo, or something, a sticker, anything like that, which is, maybe a sticker. I want to swap. You know, like merchandise with people for everybody who's been on the show. I don't have my merchandise yet, so you still have some time you know to you know whatever you want to do you know if it's a sticker or something so you keep in contact when i when i do my big i'm gonna like you know once i do video and things like that i'm either gonna wear your t-shirt or have your sticker on my forehead oh, awesome. you know something like that so that's don't tell anybody i got a lot of ideas in here too you know so <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's i do what, so far what i give away like my books i have like bookmarks and i mm-hmm. have like the magnets and stuff but so, I so, so, even, so, so, so even things like that so i'll be reaching out to you for merchandise because i'm going to you know when i get a t-shirt or, or a sticker or something or a pen or something like that i'm going to swap and i'm going to promote others the same way everybody's been on my show so that's something that <clears throat> i'm going to exclusively get to people who've been Guest on my show because I appreciate your time and I'm investing, you know, my energy into others just like they've invested their time in me. So, yeah, yes, well said. <laughs> <laughs> so, lastly, um, shout out wherever they can find you. Um, anybody can, you know, for further information, if you all want to get more of this awesome spirited person and, you know, uh, have as much fun as we had in this episode to see further work and other things that she's doing. This is her opportunity to let you all know where to find more of this joy and glowing joy that she presents every single time. So I make it very easy for you guys. So my website is www 
Miss, that's M-S-S, which stands for multi-talented and super sexy. And that's Francois.com. And you could find me on every social media known to man. And it's always under the same thing, M-S-S Francois. And you could feel free to DM me, check me out, leave comments. I'm all, I always respond, okay? Even though I'm really famous and amazing <laughs> and I shouldn't be responding, but I'm authentic, so I respond. <laughs> so the first person to follow will be me, of course. I will be following <laughs> you, so just so you know. Um, and I'll keep in touch, you know, because I feel like everybody who I touch, I would, you know, I touch bases with that. You know, obviously, I'll just, I'm a, I'm a supporter, and uh, I like, I, I feel like support is free. Um, you know, especially yeah. a lot of people don't get that aspect of it, right? So I try to be an example by showing support is free, and even if I come through one day and shout you out, no, it like no, you. it does. It goes a long way, and people don't understand that. That's why I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of things I have accomplished was because strangers are the ones that supporting in some way. Mm-hmm. We support each other, friends right. and family, side yeah. eye. Exactly. Yeah, you said hmm, spend some knowledge here, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. So that's basically that'll be my. You know, uh, I'll be the first one following you. So when the episode is released, everybody else go out there and follow her. Um, please, let's let's just moving forward as people. You know, we try to invest in good people, and I feel like she's someone who you won't be. You know, your investment. You, I think you'd be happy investing. And like I said, support is free, and I hope that the listeners out there understand that, just like I do. So it's, it's a real conversations. We are unscripted. We having a good time once we get video video again i'll probably bring it back so you can see all the smiling and glowing that she brings to the room <laughs> but for now you just have to take my word for it that it was it was it was, it was a good one so <laughs> we appreciate thank you so much for having me oh it was a pleasure to have you so hey thank you everybody out there for listening we appreciate you all's time because like i said you all sacrifice time as well for your listening ear hope you all learned something hope you all got something and if, even if you didn't hope you all enjoyed the episode so Good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. We will catch you all on the next one. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Flavoring Your Podcast. Till next Bye, time, guys. peace. <laughs>